and welcome to my podcast, Soul Expansion and Inspiration. This is Series 2, Episode 10, and my name is Ali O'Shea. Today, I would like to give a very warm welcome to one of my best friends, Vivian Cardin. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Great, thank you. Great. It's a lovely day here in Ireland, so it makes us all happy. (laughs) Yes, the sun is shining and beautiful and warm. Yeah. So Vivian Cardin is a spiritual medium. She is an angel channeler and she possesses all the clairs. So uh, she uh, has a very exciting story to share with us about where she's come from and all the exciting things that she's doing now and in the future. So Vivian, first off, I'd just like to say, I know because we're friends, obviously, I know your story, but for the listeners that don't know, when you were very little, uh, you used to see spirit, didn't you? When you you shared a room with your sister Lorraine and you guys both used to see spirits indeed um, in your bedrooms. Isn't that correct? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about that? Yeah, well, when we were very small, both of us, um, we shared a room and it was in a house where we lived in the basement of the house. And we really would look at them at the very beginning and we didn't, we couldn't figure it out because they were dressed in clothes that we'd never seen. So, you know, at first we were a little bit nervy and we were kind of pulling the blankets up, (laughs) but they came every single night and they really weren't even interacting with us. It was like we were observing them, not the other way around. So right. um, we, we just became, I suppose, in awe of them. And we would just watch them. And we, we just never felt frightened of them because there was nothing to fear, you know. So then when we did speak to um, my mom about it, she asked us to describe what they looked like. And when we described it, we were actually describing people and the dress from about a hundred years prior to that. But of course we were only, what, my sister was three and I was four and a half. So we could not, never have known that. Um, and yeah, and that, and that kind of was the beginning of it. And then when my sister Louise died, uh, again, I was very, very small and my mother came home from hospital. Now, when we asked, where is Louise? Um, she said she's still at the hospital. She never actually told us that she had passed away. Right. So um, we didn't know any different. We just thought she was still in the hospital. So that was fine. And then that night, I remember hearing a baby cry very, very clearly. And I got up out of bed and I went out of my own room and our parents' room was next door. So I went into my parents' room and the crib was there. And my mom and dad were there and they were sleeping and they were kind of tossing and turning. And I I remember even at that young age thinking, how come they're not waking up? They must be really, really tired, you know? Um, And and I was awake and I I went over to the crib and there she was in the crib, my sister Louise, absolutely beautiful little baby. And she was there and she was crying and crying. And I just kind of stood up on the side of the crib and went to put my arms in my hands in together and she just disappeared but it didn't faze me because I was kind of used to people disappearing and appearing so I just went oh well and I went back into my room back to sleep and the next day I said to my mom you know um how come you, you guys didn't wake up last night when Louise was crying my mother said but Louise is in heaven she never came home. 
And I went, yes, she did. She was in the, uh, she was in the crib. So she said, describe her to me. And I did. And I could see her face, you know, turning kind of pale. Yeah. Uh, because the way I had described her was exactly like what she was like. And um, that was it then. I used to just think that everybody saw what we saw. I, I, the, the big shock for me was that it wasn't everyone. It was only some people that saw that. Yeah. Um, and, Did you know. Have those gifts or not? Hmm? Your mother have those gifts? My dad did. It was your dad, your father? My dad and my grandfather. And I know it goes back further than that, but I can't, um, I can't find out any more than that, really. However, yeah. I was told that my grandmother on my mum's side and her sister were very much uh, psychic and very intuitive and all of that. So I suppose there's a little bit on both sides, but I know for sure on my dad's side and my granddad that they were mediums. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your sister doesn't do anything with hers no, now. She no, she's quite happy to leave all that up to me. Yeah. <laughs> she's not interested. You know, you have to, it's something I feel that it's a soul journey. So it's something that you have to have, you know, you want to do or you're drawn to do or you feel that it's it's necessary yeah. that you would you would love to do this simply to help people and to heal people. Yeah, because it's a really big responsibility, isn't it? And yeah. you have to really be happy doing it and, and loving what you do, following yeah. your bliss, as it were. Yeah. Um, so thanks for sharing that with us. I yeah. know that then um, in 2005, you went with your mother-in-law to Magigori. Am I saying it right? Magigori, yeah. Magigori. And yeah. Uh, for the listeners out there who don't know what Magigori is, do you mind just giving a brief description of what it is, even though you didn't know at the time you were going what sure. that place was about yourself either? Sure. So Magigori is in uh, Bosnia, and it's it was um a very and still is to a degree a very poor poor place um a lot of poverty and that's down to the fact that their war was only very recent and it, you know it was 1990s it, it was wartime for them and the people suffered um tremendously but what happened there was there were uh three children and a lady appeared to them and she communicated through them. Now, they were only kids at the time. They're now adults. But she, the, what she told them and the messages she gave them and what has transpired since with all of that is basically a place where people now go to, um, to worship this lady, to, to, with a, you know, the hope to maybe see her even or get a glimpse of her. Um, and, but when I went there, I had no clue what the story was. Mm. And I was at a very, very bad point in my life. I certainly wasn't interested in anything spiritual. I'd come away from all of that. And like I say, it wasn't a great time in life. You know, I felt a lot of angst and stuff like that, you know, and I was trying to work through it. And my mother-in-law kept saying to me, I'll oh, come with me, come with me. Cause she's a religious lady mm. and I have no religious elements at all and she said come with me come with me you'll enjoy it and I just really went just to appease her to be honest yeah I went there and um yeah it, it was a phenomenal experience one that changed me forever when I went there 
they had spoken about uh, at the side chapel, there's a chapel and then the side chapel that Ivan, the visionary, was going to be over there speaking. So she said, do you want to come along? And I said, well, sure, I have nothing else to do. You know, I might as well. And along I went and I, I kind of half expected to see this guy really full of himself, you know, talking to people, really confident and all of that. And when I, when I walked in, there was a guy there who was absolutely so humble with his head down, didn't like the limelight at all, was speaking because he knew he had to, but just was not what I expected. And that struck me. That really struck me. Um, so it turns out anyway that he had said that this lady would appear to him on the Tuesday night on Apparition Hill. And I didn't even know where that was or anything. So I went over and I, my mother-in-law said to me, would you like to come with me? And I said, okay, I will. I'll go with you. Sorry, that's my... my your doggies. Daddy. You've got doggies. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Poppy. And I said, yes, I'll go with you. Sure, why not? Now, it had been lashing rain that day. It was really heavy rain. She only went to the, 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 the bottom part of it because she's elderly, so she didn't want to go up. And she said, follow them and go up there. And I thought, well, sure, why not? So up I went anyway, follow the crowd, got to the top. And you're really sitting on a mountain. That's basically where you are. And as we were sat on this mountain, there was people there and I knew they were from everywhere, all religions, all cultures, all, you know, um, countries, everything. And of course, I sat on this rock and I thought, this is great. I'll sit here. And then the next thing I got this tip on my shoulder. So you can't sit there. Ivan sits there. And I went, oh, for goodness sake, you know, and I was really like, I just wasn't very pleasant at all. <laughs> and, um, I went over anyway and I went over there and I picked a spot and there was a, a, a gentleman and a lady with their child, a little boy. And the, I knew by their, the, how they spoke, they were Italian. So I sat beside them and I was sitting there and sitting there and people were talking and they were somewhere singing and they were doing all sorts. And at one point I was thinking, is this ever going to happen? Or like, are we done now? You know, I still didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But that's, that's, really why I think it had such a profound effect on me because I really didn't know anything. I hadn't made it my business to find out the story of Medjugorje because I simply wasn't interested. Yeah. And then what happened was it was a clear night sky and clouds came over from the right hand side, two clouds kind of joined together like this over, 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 over. And where Ivan was sitting, the clouds parted like a curtain and oh my gosh what I saw just blew me away I, like I said I think my mouth opened and it hit the ground I think it stayed that way for however long we were there I saw a lady with the most beautiful kind face she even had stars going around the bottom of her feet that were going around and around and she had her hands out like this and, oh my, I can't even describe it. I, I don't think there are words in the dictionary, in the English dictionary anyway, to describe what came over me. And the whole place fell silent. And could now, everybody see her? Not everyone, but you knew he could. He, as soon as, as soon as those clouds opened, he started to communicate with her. And I saw 
I know I saw what he saw. So I don't think everybody did see it, but quietness came over the whole place. And you could see that he was talking to her. And you could see that she was, um, you know, she was nodding and she was communicating with him. So could everybody um, see the lady or was it just a select few? I think it was just a select few, but I would imagine quite a lot of people because you could hear that hush, that silence coming over the entire place all at the same time. And it had been quite loud up until that point because there was a lot of people there. So he's looking up and he's talking with her and you can see that she's communicating to him, you know? And it was just absolutely incredible. It was incredible. I don't know how long we were there for. I have no idea because just time just disappeared. And then really after that, what happened was just as those clouds had come over, they came back again. But this time one came from this way and the other came this way. And so it was like a curtain just covering her and it went wow. like that. And a shooting star came across the sky and it was the first time I'd ever seen a shooting star. And I was just blown away. So. I, oh my goodness. It was absolutely, it was magical. It, 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 there's, uh, it's hard even to put it into words, you know? You, you've but, often talked about the little boy as well, haven't you? Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's so I, yeah, that was it. What happened after that really was that, um, they started to speak with Ivan, all the people, and you could see everyone was starting to get ready to go. And the couple, the, uh, the man and the woman with the little boy, they were, put, you know, they were getting ready to go and they're putting their rucksacks on their back and everything like that. And out of the corner of my eye, as I was looking at the little boy, at the corner of my eye, I could see something moving very, very far away. So I turned and I could see figures in the sky and they were moving towards us and I thought okay there's something with me because everybody else is getting ready to go but then I felt felt a tug on my my coat and it was the little boy <sighs> and his mom had one hand and he was holding on to me with the other and he let go and he pointed over there in the sky and I said, yes, I see them. I see them because they were coming closer and closer and closer. And they were angels. And I'd never, never experienced that before. And I always call them the dancing angels because they were almost dancing like this in the sky, three of them. And I know his parents, the little boy's parents didn't see them because they were, they were trying to go. But right. I saw them and the little boy saw them and they came over us and they were above us. And the feeling of overwhelming peace, tranquility, love. It was just like a rush. It was unbelievable. So amazing. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And I could see them and I was looking at them. And they, I, again, I don't know how long we were there. Yeah. But then as, as they had come, they started to move back like that. They were moving back, 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 back. And he was still holding tight on to me till I suppose really we couldn't see them anymore. And they had come from very far away and come over very fast. And then he let go and I knew he had let go. And I looked at him and he's waving at me. I often think about him, you know, because 
Oh, yeah, it'd be so lovely if you could have a conversation with him now that he's probably all grown up. Yeah, I'd say he must be 18, 19, something like that now. And I, I, often, I often think, does he remember the incidents as clear as I did, you know, because uh, yeah. he was so small as well. And, and off he went and I watched him and I waved to him as he was going. And I, I came back down that mountain a totally, totally different person that I went up and I remember going into the hotel and my mother-in-law looking at me and saying, my gosh, you look like you've seen a ghost. And I went, well, actually, and she says, no, don't tell me. You saw her, didn't you? And I went, I did. And she goes, I've been coming here for years. You didn't even want to come here and you see her and I've never seen her. And then she turned around and said, that's because you were meant to. Yeah, exactly. And I told her about the angels then, and I later on found out that she never comes without three angels. Wow, it's just such an amazing story. It gives yeah. me chills. I mean, I've heard your story probably about five times at this stage, but it's still, yeah. it's just such an amazing story. It's such a lovely story. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a totally different person, Ali, and that was really when that spiritual journey, I mean, so many things happened over there as well. But that was, the, that was the whole kind of spiritual aspect for me of connecting with the angelic realm. I'd seen them and I knew now I was able to connect with them. And from then on, then they, I, I started getting the messages to channel all the way through and, and putting them into the meditations. And, and they've worked out superbly because they, they've helped to heal so many people. Yes. So it was truly a gift that they, they, that to see them that night Absolutely. and to connect with them very very grateful and very blessed that that happened to me you know yes because of course you are now an angel channeler as we said so um just for the listeners that don't know you channel the angels through your meditations yeah uh, for the purpose of healing people and they're the most beautiful uh, meditations for anyone who hasn't heard them vivian actually has a cd as well Um, it's called reach with reach the for the stars yeah it's beautiful cd so that's we'll we'll talk about where you can get everything at the end from vivian want to avail of any of her services or products um but uh you also do obviously you do lots of fantastic work here in ireland and mm-hmm. overseas uh, mm-hmm. for lots of people you do uh, mediumship demonstration evenings you do psychic yeah. suppers yeah. you do one-to-one readings uh, you do lots and lots of stuff. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the work that you do here and, and around the world, I guess? Yes, sure. Um, I, for me, I, um, I'm very, very blessed to have a wonderful mentor. Her name is Mavis Patilla, and she's a, a world-famous um, medium, and she would have been trained by a gentleman called Gordon Higginson. He was the uh, principal... F- patriot of the Arthur Finlay College in Stansted in England, which is where I did a lot of my training. And that's a phenomenal place. We call it Hogwarts, you know, and because you do think the stairs are going to move. It's a really old, old house and an amazing story behind it as well. But, you know, England is is the home of spiritualism. and, And that's where I've done a lot of my training and have been very blessed to be able to work with very well known people over there. But I do travel and I do a lot of angel workshops and angel healing 
um, where I bring in the healing through the angelic realm. I help people to tune into their energy, to be able to connect with the angels, to be able to read angel cards, to be able to connect psychically to read, and also to connect with spirits. So it's, I do all of it. Everything I do is generally tailor-made because I work in so many various places that, you know, if, if somebody has an idea of what they like, I would do a lot of corporate as well. And, you know, wellness is, is huge now in the corporate world because people are coming back to their spirituality and they're coming back to the fact that mind, body, soul are all connected. They're not separate entities. They're all very much connected. But with the mediumship, it's all about the healing that it brings. I lost both my parents um, when I was young. And of course, like everybody, I went to counseling, you know, grief counseling and all of that. But it was one time when a beautiful lady called Lorraine Collins came to me and I had no idea really how mediumship worked, even though I'd been doing it all my life, but had put such a block on it, I had run away from it. Yeah. And the healing that I received from that session that night, that just said to me, if you can do this, then you've got to do this because it was worth, and it's, it's not that it, it's any better than counseling because I say you need to do both, but it was tremendous in the fact of knowing that my parents were only a thought away. They weren't a million miles away. They were simply a thought away you know, and that we could connect to them. And that aided healing for me hugely. Absolutely. And that's the reason why I do it, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's very important for people to know as well that even though we're all born with the innate ability to be psychic or yes. to have mediumship skills, it's really important, isn't it, to craft your, your particular skills yeah. so that you are taught by the best people in the industry to... Okay. To be professional yeah. and to, to go about your work in an authentic way. Absolutely. Isn't and it? ethics as well. Because, you know, with this type of work, you are dealing with people who are very vulnerable. Hmm. Um, you're dealing with raw emotion. And it's very, very difficult. And the, your words can make or break somebody. And so the, with that comes enormous responsibility of the power of your words. So the ethics are something that I'm very, very, um, I feel very strongly about. Yeah. You know, yeah. so when, you're, when you are actually, you know, doing this, and as you say, learning your craft, you, it's not something you can do in a weekend. I'm still learning and I will be learning till I go home to spirit. But mm. that's the great thing because it changes all of the time. Yeah. The danger, I suppose, sometimes too, is people know that they've got um, this ability to do this. They do perhaps a weekend course and they think that's it. But that's quite dangerous. Um, it's not the right way to do it. And, you know, really the way to do it is to hone your craft and to go over and over and over and practice and practice and practice and practice. I always say that, you know, most things in this life are, I don't know, two years, three years, five years apprenticeship. With this, it's a lifelong apprenticeship, you know, yeah. and everything that you've gone through in the past enables you to be the empath that you are today. Mm. And you will continue to go through those things in order to be able to communicate 
um, on a deep level with people uh, and understanding at that deep level with people. Because otherwise, you can't possibly understand or even comprehend the enormity of the places some people go to in these times of need. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I just wanted to touch on very quickly as well. I know that there was a time uh, and, and we've spoken about it actually quite a bit on my podcast because I've had a few medium people on my, my podcast, but yeah. just the fact that a lot of mediums go through a lot of things, you know, when they've sort of had it since a young age, you know, that they've seen spirits or, and they know that they have these gifts, but then, you know, people say, oh, you're just seeing things or you're imagining things or you're disbelieving things. I think for you and your, and they quash down the, the gift. Yes, yes. I think in your case, it was a little bit different. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that you, uh, from our conversations together, were seeing really things that you didn't want to see. Yes. Where a lot of people were dying, even friends of yours, and there was nothing that you could do about it. You were seeing them dying in real time, weren't you? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, didn't you? I think, Ali, what happens is it's like anything that um, you have very strong. You, you do actually need, need to learn how to use it to your best capabilities. Like I always say to people, well, you can have a gifted brain surgeon, but he's still going to go to college and you're not going to let him operate on you until he's been to college. Yeah. Exactly. So he's got the gift and he's got the tools and, it, and it, you know, it's not everybody that could be a brain surgeon, let's face it. But you're not going to put your trust in him, you know, yeah. are you? Until he's actually, yeah. So it's, it's no different with what I do. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it began with the when we were little, but then it became where I was seeing positive and negative. So I'd see the lovely things like I would know just by looking at a person if they were pregnant, let's say, even if they didn't know. Okay. And I know the gender of the baby. But then on the other hand of that and the other side of that, um, I would be able to see uh, people die in real time. And that's a hard thing to, to witness. You know, it's a very hard thing. And especially as a teenager, it can be very, very scary and very frightening. And you will put a block on it because, you know, with my dad, he, nobody ever told me what I was seeing was wrong because they, they were the same. So I had that advantage, mm. but he couldn't help me because he was very, a very religious man. His family were. And of course, in the religion that they were in, you don't talk about mediumship. It's, yeah. it's a no-no. Yeah. So even though they had it, they could never speak about it. So he never had the opportunity to learn um, how to, you know, hone, hone this and how to not let the negative in, but only let in the positive and work from that place. Mm. So he really couldn't help me. He used to say, I'm so, so sorry, but I, can, I, can't, I don't know what to say to you. Uh -huh. And that's why I put that block up for so long. Yeah. Because to be able to see your friends... For example, there was one and he had passed on in a motorbike accident and I wasn't even in the country. I was living in London at the time and I saw the whole thing. And I remember I phoned my dad and he answered the phone and he says, you know, he, you know what happened, don't you? And I said, yes. He said, I was waiting for your phone call. Mm -hmm. And it was awful. I didn't want to see that. That was very traumatic for me to see that. So that happened an awful lot, an awful lot. And unfortunately, because it was real time, you can do nothing about it. 
Were they so, all your friends that, that you were seeing dying in real three time? Three of my friends, yes. Three oh. of my friends, yeah. And uh, I would know an awful lot of things. Like I have premonition about so much, you know, but couldn't put the pieces together. But then something would happen and I'd go, oh my gosh, that's what it was, you know. But it's because I didn't have the training to help me to put the pieces together. Yes. Yeah. So I, I ran and ran away from it. And then obviously my mother died in a place called Lourdes in France. And that was just a surreal experience from beginning to end. That's a whole other story that was very surreal. But again, everything happened in a way that it was like a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle fitting pieces together. And then Medjugorje. Right. And then I was on the way to opening up and opening up again. You know, because bear in mind, I had a lot of fear around this yes. because of the past. Um, and I was on my way again. And then my, my daughter was born and that was it. I had no choice. Everything just opened up. All of the senses started working. Everything started working again. So I just said, look, at it, it's now or never. Was but it I when, knew, straight away when she was born or was it a little while immediately, after? Immediately. Oh, really? Yeah. And... I remember thinking, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it correctly. You are going to know and research inside out, upside down, every way, what it is, how it works. Uh, you're going to study the scientific aspect of it. You're going to study everything. And that's exactly what I did. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know? yeah. And do you think either of your girls have it? I've been told the youngest one does, Willow, very strongly, but it's not apparent in her yet. Okay. And of course you have it done as well, I was going yeah. to say. He yeah. he very yeah he very much has it and he knows he does but he doesn't want to do anything with it you okay. know yeah um, I feel personally that the my second child does have it a lot but I think she's a little bit scared of it but look at time will tell you know if it's for them it's for them like my sister has this but she's no intentions of using it so it yeah. depends really I use it for the sole purpose um, to heal people and I yeah. just think that how the spirit world the intelligence and of how they work with us is absolutely phenomenal. You know, yeah. they're way ahead of us, way ahead of us. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that because when people come to you for one-to-one -one readings, that is yeah. the, the purpose and the intention behind them coming. It is for healing. Yeah. It is so that you can bring their loved ones through to yeah. give them messages that their loved one's spirit or their soul still goes yeah. on. And that they are there with them, watching over them, being with them, isn't it? And and bringing everybody is so much comfort, Vivian. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm a spiritual medium, but I'm an evidential medium, which means that I bring forth people's loved ones with evidence of their survival after, after death, you know? And that is what I concentrate on. And that has magnificent uh, reach when it comes to healing. It's phenomenal. Now, I also do healing with the angels as well. So there are many different forms of healing. You know, what you do is healing. Like there are so many different forms, but this is my chosen one. This is the one I was born with. This is the one I know. I knew from day one that this was what I was going to do. I just didn't know when. Yeah. And sometimes people feel oh, I'd love to try it, but, you know, I, I don't feel anything. And it could simply be, Ali, that it's not the right time. You know, our soul doesn't have an age. It's yeah. only the physical body that has an age. The soul doesn't have an age. The yeah. soul is on a, a journey of evolvement to learn. 
And so when the time is right for that soul, it could be when you're younger, it could be now, it could be older. It, no, we don't know that. But your guides will step in then and then the guides will help you and they will bring you to where you're meant to be. And that's how the soul works. And that's why I say we're, we're on a, from beginning to end in this world, we learn. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So somebody who doesn't have the apparent gift, even though we are all born with the gift of it being there, yeah. uh, somebody who doesn't have it apparent within them when they're younger may suddenly in their 50s or 60s Absolutely. develop gifts. Yeah. 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 Because as you said prior to this, a lot of people have it squashed down. Mm. A lot of people, because of various, you know, cultures, religions and that, there's yes. fear around it. And yes. so they may have all the capabilities in the world, but, you know, what's around them is what's, what's hampering that. And they may come to a point in their life where that doesn't, it's not as important anymore, or it doesn't have as much effect on them anymore. And they can open up to the spiritual self that they are, you know? Yeah, because people, they do, um, they, they gain limiting self-beliefs from people yeah. growing up you know if they've been brought up in a religious family like i was yeah. mediums are witches and that's you know evil oh, and yeah, all i would have been burnt at the stake and yeah. all that yeah. yeah so so therefore a lot of people would have limiting beliefs around yeah. it and, and be yeah. blocking that way and yeah. then you know as they're older or become older become, become older you know what i mean as yeah. you as you progress through life, yeah. you learn different things and you let go of those limiting beliefs. So then things could be lifted to, yeah. to help uh, bring. Absolutely. I mean, I have people that come through in spirit and the, the first thing they say is, you know, when I lived here, I never believed in any of this. <laughs> and they're generally the first ones in. That's really funny, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because, you know, we have no need for emotions or pain or physical or religion or anything like that, you know, in spirit. We are all equal. So that, that gets dropped. Um, and this is why you have those kind of things, you know. And when people cross over to the spirit world, they have their opportunity to heal themselves and to go through things and all of that. So... I mean, as I said to you before, you know, when we've spoken um, through trance and things like that, they call it the summer land. And I just think that's the most beautiful picture you could visualize. That's what they call it. I, I, I've heard you talking about trans and, and summer land before, but would you mind just explaining for the listeners who don't know what trans is? Sure. What trans is. Okay. So there are many forms of mediumship. Um, there's mental mediumship, which is what I do, which is the evidential. Okay. Then there's trance mediumship and there's physical mediumship. Physical mediumship brings on the phenomena. So objects move and things like that. And we have levitation and we have, um, you know, our loved ones, um, literally manifesting in front of us and that kind of thing. So that's all done through physical mediumship. And that's quite rare at the moment because it's, it's one of those things that takes many, many years to develop. And with the busy lives we've all got now, unfortunately, it kind of, it's, it's diminished a little bit, which is very sad because it's, right. it's absolutely, oh my goodness, it's just magic. I, I had a medium on the podcast, actually, who used to levitate when he was a child. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I did a lot of astral travel when I was a child. Oh my goodness, I love it. I still do it now. And it's, oh, it's just fantastic, you know. Trance yeah. is, is where we go into a deep state of trance. Okay, so we basically, um, I'll put it to you like this, your conscious mind, when you are 
doing mental mediumship. We must put the conscious mind to one side. Okay, so that the clairs can all be utilized by spirit. When we are doing trans mediumship, we must put the conscious mind out through the door and leave it at the other side so that spirit can come and blend with us. Right. And do you do that by letting your brain go into like theta mode? Yeah. Relaxing your your brain waves down. Is that kind of how you do it? Yes, it is. And it's very much like that. And, you know, spirit will then work with people. They will use their voice box. And again, it takes a long time to develop this. And you will have many um, fantastic trans mediums where their guides will come through and they will speak in, you know, you may may have a female um, medium and it's a male speaking through her. They may be from different countries. They may speak different languages, languages that are not known to the medium. But these are people that are coming through from spirit. And that's how we learn an awful lot of the information because we ask questions about what it's like. That's amazing. It's incredible. incredible. So is trans different to channeling then? Or is it just channeling in a different format? It's, I believe it's channeling in a different format because I channel and I channel the angels, but I connect into their energy. So mm-hmm. I'm not in a trance. I've raised my vibration hugely. Yeah. I'm not in a trance. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. And I know similar, don't they? They are. They're very similar. I mean, there are people who work where they're they speak to you and they're hearing spirit. And so they're just telling you what spirit is saying, you know, and it's coming out through them. And then there are others who go into that that deep, deep trance and spirit, you will get the spirit voice. Yes. Yes. Well, it's not their voice. So there are very different many ways to, you know, to, to do this really. And I do believe that people that, that do this in, in any different way, they know themselves that, that they have this ability and they know themselves that they will surrender, let's say, to spirit, to whoever's channeling through them, whether it be guides, inspirers, spirit. And it's that surrender that takes such a long time. Because if you could imagine, Ali, somebody trying to work your voice box Hmm. and you're in trance, okay? The first thing you're going to do is stop and go, oh, I'm not sure if I like this. And then they do it again. And you're like, I know it's not going to harm me, so it's fine. And so you let it go. And it's it's, it's a surrender that takes a long time, you know? And this is why it it, it, it takes some people years and years and years to develop. But it's absolutely magnificent and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so thank you for explaining that because I think it's important for people to know the differences. And, you know, it's interesting absolutely. as well, even if yeah. they've never heard of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's where we've got the Summerland from. That's why we know it's been spoken about for hundreds of years now, believe it or not, through physical and transmediumship. It's not something that was just made up. It's been spoken about time and time and time again from spirit about what they call where they live which is the summer land as opposed to heaven yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow that's amazing and um actually i just want to ask you it popped into my head i know you're my friend for years but i've never asked you when you hear spirit when you're talking to spirit or to the angels in fact yeah okay do you hear a voice inside your head but do you hear it as clear as if I'm talking to you right now? Absolutely. Oh, I love Absolutely. That. Yeah. I used to see spirit as clear as I see you right now. 
Yes. Now it's slightly different because they're using not just the clairvoyance, they're using all of the other abilities. So it's a, it's a combination of both. But it'll always be, Ali, what's easier for them. So yeah. I allow them to utilize whichever abilities I've got to make it easier for them. So literally, I'm all theirs, let's just say, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I will see people very, very clearly. And for that, I might not see them. I might just hear them very clearly. Yeah. But they will express emotions through me and they will also give me physical. So I've done a lot of um, readings where I've, I, I'll put it to you now. I now know what it feels like to, to be shot. I know what it feels like to, yeah. I know what it feels like to have a heart attack. There's lots of things I know what it feels like, even though it's never happened to me. Yeah. Um, and they put that through me, but I'm okay with that because I know that there's nothing going to happen to me. So I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah. You know that yeah. you're safe that, yeah. you know, because obviously you, you, through your uh, training and all of that, you will have learned how to protect yourself. Yes, you know, that's only... where your training is. The yeah. training comes in where I work from a place of unconditional love yeah. and from the light. So nothing bad can enter. Yeah. Simple as. So Whereas when I was younger, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. And it all came at me. And that's why training is important because it takes the fear away. Education takes the fear away. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really important. Well, Vivian, I know we could talk for hours and hours and there's so much more of your story that we could tell today. So, um, but, you know, for the listeners listening, quite often myself and Vivian do lives together. And in fact, yeah, this isn't going to be aired for quite a while, but we're going on your page this week, I know. So mm -hmm. Vivian has a page um, called Spiritual and Angelic Euphoria on Facebook. Yes. Where Vivian goes live quite a lot and... Um, Herself and Lorraine also um, put up amazing posts about the angels and um, she channels the angels stuff. also. Yeah. yeah. So well, amazing stuff. So get onto that page if you're not on it. Um, do you want to talk about a few of your upcoming events? I, I'm not sure when this is going to get aired because we're so far behind with the videos to only putting one out a week on the, the podcast and, and on the YouTube. But you know, it doesn't really matter because you're always doing events like this. So it may spark some interest for future events that you may be doing that are similar. Yeah. First start, like we're doing a retreat in, in June. I yes, know that we are for them, but I know that we're planning on doing more retreats. We will. We, this is, this is the first of many and we know that, and we know that we've had a phenomenal response to it. And I think Ali, it's because our energy is, works fantastically together, but yeah. we're both coming at to this from the same page in two different ways but the but the outcome is is the same and it's beautiful it's just looking at different ways of raising your vibration of positivity of being able to heal oneself being able to make the best out of life for for each of us and all of that and that's why it's so good you know yeah so we'll be doing lots more then but we are hosting one in tranquility lodge in uh Carlingford on the 28th to the 30th of June. Of oh, June. By the time this comes out, we will have done that. Yeah. excitement. But well, we will be doing more. Yeah, we will be doing more. I'm At the moment, I'm um, embarking on, because I've had so much of a, a call for it, as it's basically a foundation course for everyone that is interested in all of the various aspects of mediumship. Now, it's never been done before in the way that I'm doing it. 
I'm coming together with a, a, a beautiful guy called Aldo Jordan. And he runs the shamanic school of, uh, you know, the Irish school of shamanic studies. And we're going to put into this, we will have mental mediumship, we will have psychic, we'll have angels, we will do paranormal, we will also do pendulum work, um, we will have shamanic work. So it's going to be a, co a collaboration of yeah, all of it. Amazing. All Each one of those ways is a connection to spirit. There will be field trips over in the wonderful west of Ireland where we will go to sacred land and sacred spaces and we will communicate with the, the ancestors of the land as well. So it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Now that's beginning uh, the beginning of July this year. It's six months, so it's six weekends. Right. And any information from that can be got on the website anyway, yeah. but, um, or co by contacting me and um, we can give out a full itinerary of what, what it's going to be, but it really will be a lot of work, a lot of laughter and a lot of joy because it, it's going to open people up in a way that they never knew they could. So it's for anyone who either number one, um, has always wanted to try this and, and, you know, see where they go with it. It's for people who are only beginners and it's for mixed. It's really for mixed capabilities because there will be something in there for absolutely everybody. And it is a certified course with the, so, yeah, it's, it's a certified course with us. So we have the Celtic school again, again afterwards. Pardon? That's something that you will run again. Yes, the, the, first, the first one's being run in the west of Ireland, Castle Bar. It is then coming over to the east of Ireland, to over here to Bray. And that will be the, you know, the six months after. Then oh, we will go back and do an, an intermediate in Castle Bar and then come back here and do an intermediate here. Uh, I'll see yeah, where so I'm everybody at. Gets it. Come over here to Bray and if I have... Yeah. A time in my schedule I'd love to do it because it's, yeah. it's going to be really really exciting you know um, it'll be the Celtic School of Spiritual Studies that's the certificate the, the certificate that you will be getting um, but it'll also become available online partly as well so um, it'll be for people overseas wow that's amazing yeah, yeah. they don't have to be there in the physical for the for this first one yes you do but right. it's been developed for overseas because obviously with some of it, Ali, you, you have to be there, you know, yeah. so to go the second Does it matter time. if they miss out those bits or not? Or are you tailoring it to the fact that they don't need to be there in the physical for certain parts? So say like yeah, the paranormal yeah. thing. Example. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it that it can be completely done online, where people Brilliant. don't have to be there in the physical. But the the one stipulation we do have is that you complete each weekend because it's not one of these for people that aren't really serious and dip in and out. It, it's actually for dedicated people, for you know people yeah. that are serious because we've put an awful lot of work into it. Imagine. So it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And aside from that, there will be many demonstrations of mediumship coming up. There yeah. will be, an, you know, I, I always have visitors over as well from various countries. And I do demonstrations of mediumships and, and different workshops with them also, you know. Yeah. And then the angel meditations will be going out online. Brilliant. Yes. So people will be able to come from anywhere and be able to have a live meditation. So they can just sit and relax in their own home and uh, listen to the meditation. So the, all of that is going to be on the website anyhow, all okay. of the information. 
Yeah. And what is your website address, Vivian? So it's www.viviancardinmedium.com. Brilliant, brilliant. So they can contact you there for readings, for any of the workshops, for any of the things you've just mentioned, and yes, yes. more um, info on your website there. Yes. Wow, it's that's all there. amazing work, Vivian, my friend. As yes. always, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk oh, with you. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It was an absolute pleasure. It All was right. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, for now, listeners, we'll say namaste and goodbye for now. Until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.